Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Bob Ingram. He's a missionary working with the military. Bob, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how the Lord called you into the ministry you're in? We came into the military ministry about seven years ago. Uh, I pastored previously to that, but always interested in the military because uh, 20, almost 30 years ago now, God used a military-based church uh, to call me into the full-time ministries. After we pastored for a while, then the Lord led us to look into the serviceman-type ministries where we would go to a base and we would be able to spread the gospel among the soldiers. Back a few years ago, seven years ago, God led us then to Fort Benning, Georgia. I had never been there, um, never actually even passed through that part of Georgia. But we went there, and God began to knit our heart for the place, and uh, we felt like if God would open some doors for us, we would go there. What does your ministry consist of then? Well, initially our ministry started out to be a Christian serviceman center. We call it a home away from home. Uh, just a, a place to try to entice primarily single soldiers. I always say single and geographical single. Uh, Fort Benning is a training base. There's a lot of schools there, and a lot of fellows come for school, but they don't, they're do not they not deployed there long enough to bring a family, so they're looking for uh, some entertainment of some sort. And uh, we thought we could get guys to come to the servicemen center, give them that home away from home, cook a meal for them, provide them with some internet, some entertainment, ping pong, uh, pool table, uh, TV, that kind of stuff, so that they felt like at home. And, of course, everything we do, our goal was then to try to worm through the guy's heart and find out if they were saved or if they didn't knew the Lord and if they didn't, and, of course, to witness to them and try to get them to see the need for salvation. And then outside of the servicemen Center, what kind of ministry do you have actually on the base? Well, again, uh, initially we didn't we didn't anticipate any real type of ministry on Fort Benning. Uh, when we first went there, we uh, we knew we were going to be quote a civilian organization, and uh, quite frankly, when we did our survey trip there, one of the areas we never thought would ever open to us was basic training because it's pretty uh, intense, packed few weeks that the young boys are there, and it seemed like to us that it would be a closed environment. But shortly after. Uh, we had not been there but about six months. The Lord opened a door for us to begin to do a Bible study in the basic training area. And from that, it, it began to blossom. So uh, we, we rapidly learned how to work uh, among chaplains of varying denominational backgrounds and and uh, yet trying to maintain and, and keep our, our, uh, our convictions and what we really believe and, and yet let them know what we believe and not try to hide it. And the Lord opened up many doors that way. And so we now, the bulk of our ministry takes place at Fort Benning inside the basic training units. And really what I have become is I've become an extension uh, of the ministries that the chaplains perceive that they have. So you're not a military chaplain. You're just a civilian, but you're working there alongside of them. How is that relationship then? Well, you're right. I'm not a chaplain, and, and um, I don't ever remember even considering the chaplaincy as a as an alternative. I, I, I looking back now, I wish I was about 30 years younger. Maybe things would happen. But, uh, but, uh, and I'm thank, thankful to God that we do have some good chaplains coming in from our our independent fundamental movement, and they're good men. But the the relationship is. Um, one that I when I approach a chaplain, I approach him. How can I be an extension of your ministry? How can I help you? Even though I may have a different 
definition of what ministry really is than maybe that chaplain has. I want to bolster them. And then by doing that, they open up opportunities for us. I do spend a fair amount of time developing my relationships with that unit chaplain, not based on denominational, but based on a friendship, a human friendship. And then because I'm a civilian, sometimes those chaplains who I do not agree with theologically, nor would I ever agree with them, uh, they open up to me. They, they, they're, they're, I'm a safe bet, I guess. They can pour their heart out to us. So that relationship uh, is one that we nurture. Also, I don't try to get up into their day-to-day business. When they give me a job to do it, I do it. It's done. And we really have to be careful that we don't promise things that we can't deliver. But because of our record of delivering what we've promised, uh, it, it tends to open up more and more opportunities for us. So it's a unique relationship, to say the least. As a former pastor you would have a relationship with your congregation that would be a long-term relationship. Now you're working with guys very short-term. How How is that different, and what are you trying to accomplish in this short time period you have with the, the soldiers? The average soldier stays about six weeks at Fort Benning. That would be an average. You have some that stay as long as six to eight months. You have others that are only going to be there for three weeks. The The relationships that I build are very rapid relationships, and uh, I guess the, the the number one comment that we hear a lot of times and that we, we take it as a compliment, the soldier will say, well, you sound like my mother or you sound like my father. So I guess that's a good, I always say, oh, you have good parents. It's it's a real rapid relationship. You really don't get to put in your hooks, especially in the training environment of Fort Benning. You, you pray earnestly for them while they're there and almost forget them the moment they walk away. So it's, it, it, we try to direct them to churches and and stuff, but the logistics behind it sometimes is not. So that that relationship, really, our our number one goal is just to be able to present the gospel, and find out if they're saved or if they're if they're lost. Try to present them with the facts of salvation, and then for the young Christians, a lot of I believe a lot of the military running from God is that we provide unconditional love, and and maybe even give them a different view of ministry uh, at a level maybe that they were running from. Uh, you know, say you can have fun. You can, you can, uh, you can still be part of another organization and still do some work for the Lord. So it's a, it's rapid. We're always saying goodbye. That always breaks our heart. But occasionally we do have guys because of the number of schools there that do come back, and you know we just kind of pick up where we left off. So if they left on a Thursday, we pick up on a Friday. If I'm a mother listening to this and my son's stationed in California. Do I have any hope that uh, his military base has a service like what you provide there? I, I wish there was. Unfortunately, uh, there's not that many. However, most most military installations have a good church nearby um, that is Bible-believing, Bible-preaching. Some of those churches do better at assimilating a, a, a single or a geographical single person. There are servicemen centers uh, that are of different organizations around the country that do a good job. You know, every center would have its own unique flavor. Pray that God would send more people to, to the military that would, uh, with the, the real goal of just seeing salvation. And that's, I think that's the, the best a mother could hope for. Your ministry is kind of unique for the missionaries that I've interviewed here. Most missionaries are somewhere else and I can't be involved in their ministry. What could I, as a as just a church person, do to help a serviceman center in my area or 
uh, maybe maybe the military base in my area doesn't have a serviceman center. What can I do as a church person to reach out to the folks in the in the military? Well, what what could you do for any serviceman center? I, I think the number one thing is provide cookies. I don't know why homemade cookies seem to be the the ice breaking thing, but uh, we have churches actually in Detroit area that send us box loads of cookies. Uh, uh, even have some little old uh, retired military ladies that go to a Catholic church that brings us cookies, and I'm not going to turn down Catholic cookies because I'm a Baptist. Call and ask the center, what what do you need? Uh, it might be a, something as simple as helping out with a meal. It might be something, I know one of the blessings that they had at Fort uh, Campbell was they had, had a lady at 3 o'clock in the morning would come into the center and clean the place for her. And what a blessing that was. Um, we have a lot of volunteers uh, in our center, uh, they've helped us out with camps. They help us out with picking up soldiers. Some of my people at church, when I bring a soldier to church after basic training, will take them out to eat, take them to their house. All most single soldiers are looking for is somebody that loves them. And, and if you were coming to my place and we talked about you coming to see me, if I'm going to put you in front of my soldiers, I'll never tell you what to preach, but I will tell you this. All I want you to do is love all my soldiers for an hour. And that's really what they need. When I was growing up, looking at going into the military, possibly as a chaplain myself, I was in some ways discouraged from that by by Christian people saying, well, you know, that's not a great place for, for a good, strong Christian to be. You're not able to be as free and work with the, the folks. What would you say to a young man that's looking at going into the chaplaincy now? Would you would you encourage them? And, and I'm sure that would depend on the person. But where, can, where do you stand on that? I honestly believe that, that as much as I was called to Fort Benning, that God would need to put a call upon a young man's life to be a chaplain. That call would be without repentance, as God would uh, tell us in his word, and therefore God would be preparing the person for the chaplaincy. I think in the past, at least when I was in many, many moons ago, back in the Stone Age, you know, chaplains, it was perceived that they could not make it in a congregation or a uh, uh, or, or whatever, and they therefore they just became a chaplain. But the the educational requirement is very high. A master's or above, they have to have two years of service within their denomination. They have to have somebody do all this. So it's not a process where it's, it's overnight. I would encourage young men that were leaning towards military service, and maybe they were already looking at Bible college and, and an advanced degree, consider the military at least for a hitch. You know, not every chaplain makes it 20-year men. A lot of them do stay for 20 years. I mean, a a young man can come in out of the seminary maybe at 24, 25 years of age. He can retire in 20 years, uh, have a good retirement. And there's a lot of pastors around the country that uh, were retired military men that have that income, and the church don't have to pay them. Uh, I believe it's as legitimate as anywhere else. Uh, you'll have problems. And I deal with chaplains who are great men of God. I have some that aren't worth shooting. Uh, they're, they're, uh, you know, they are, they're fumbling for whatever. Maybe, maybe they don't have the call. I think in the long term, from when I was in to now, there's more freedom for a good, strong chaplain that has some great convictions to come in and do exactly what he wants to do. Do you have a testimony you'd like to share? I'm not sure if you call it a testimony. It's a story. There was a young fellow that came into basic training. He was in his first day of real basic training, and they brought him, or the first week, within three days. They brought him down to the chapel, and they came in halfway through the first service. He went to the bathroom, or we call it the latrine, 
and he got separated from his group and it dawned on him during the second service, I'm out of place. I don't know anybody. And he comes to me because I'm in civilian clothes at the chapel and he says, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I set him down. He goes and he's sitting outside and I go and tell someone to call and they're going to send a drill sergeant to pick him up. Of course, they're scared to death of the drill sergeants. My loving wife is, is with me and she sees this young man out on the, on the uh, bench and, and uh, he's beginning to tear up. And so she goes out and she's got his arm around him and she's, my wife's pretty tough. She tells him, you know, you need to suck this up. It's going to be pretty bad when they come and get you and you're going to do a few push ups and, but just, you know, everybody, I still love you. And, and she prayed with the guy. Well, in the middle of all this, the colonel comes over to me and he goes, what's your wife doing? And I said, it's okay. She's playing mother. And he said, good thing. Cause when his daddy gets here talking about the drill, it's not going to be nice, but we do get to minister like that. So that's probably the, one of the cuter stories that we get from time to time. If somebody wants to know more information about your ministry, do you have a website they can go to? Sure. Um, all the W's, uh, cschq.org. That's catsnakecathotelquebec.org. That would take you to the Christian Service Center's website. Uh, hopefully in the next couple of days, I'll link over to, I've got a blog and I'm also on Facebook and I don't remember all the numbers yet. I just got those started, but, uh, feel free to, to uh, look me up. My email is freedomhouse at cschq.org. Uh, Feel free to call me or anything like that. Look us up. Uh, we, we deal with parents all the time, so call and let us know what's going on. Very good. I'll have a link to all of that at the Missionary Talks website, so listeners can go to missionarytalks.com and get the information or just go straight to his site. Well, thank you, Bob, for your time. Thank you for talking to us. As we close, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, two things. Pray for us. Pray that God keeps the door of opportunity. I'm doing the work as a civilian, and the door could close tomorrow. Do pray for us. And not only pray for us, ask God to allow you to be willing to come and help us. Come on over to Macedonia. It's a fun place to be. You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.